This episode is brought to you by Maponics, specializing in predefined geofences for local and mobile targeting. Visit www.maponics.com location for a free three-month trial today. It is time for This Week in Location-Based Marketing. We are at episode number 62, and today is, in fact, Sunday, January 29th. We are late in the evening. All-Star Game has just finished up in my city, Ottawa. Team Alfie did not win. We'll talk about that, I'm sure. My name is Rob Woodbridge, founded on Tether.tv, and with me always from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Take it away! Asif Khan from the Location-Based Marketing Association. Well, Asif, welcome. Episode number 62. We got a jam-packed show. You know that because you're the one who finds these great stories. We got a great interview with uh, with Shopcaster and Matt O'Leary, who's the co-founder and the CEO. But first, we got to cover this. Uh, you know, it was like the Alfie love-in this weekend. If you're not a hockey fan, you missed this. Uh, the All-Star Game was in Ottawa. I'm not a big fan of the All-Star Game, but boy, was I ever a fan of the way that this city embraced Daniel Alfredson, king of captains in the NHL. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> says the Toronto guy. Anyway, it was a king it was a good captains. show. Oh, that's that's a stretch, I think. Yeah. Well, the king of yeah. captains. I'm starting it here. The king of captains. Uh, uh, you know, even though I'm a Toronto guy, I'll say Messier was probably one of the best captains. Yeah, exactly. He was. He was by far the best. Uh, the be- classy guy. Uh, pardon yeah. us, we're Canadian, and it's and it's uh, in our in our blood. But the classiest of classy guys is that uh, Messier. His captain would, uh, would you know, when any rookie would come up for for a game, his first game, there would be a uh, like a Hugo Boss suit waiting for him in his locker when he arrived. So think about that. A rookie, not making a lot of money, more than you and I right now doing this podcast, but he was not making a lot of money. And Mess would always make sure that there was a Hugo Boss tailored suit with his sizes, with that rookie size, in, in the locker when he arrived. And I think that's a class act. Boy, oh boy, was that ever a class act. Talk about onboarding, right? Absolutely. I didn't get you a Hugo Boss suit when we you started didn't. this. No, no. You didn't get, yeah. you didn't get one for me either. No, no, I didn't. Still be a t-shirt. <laughs> I haven't even gotten a shirt. <laughs> okay, here's a, if I don't get one by next week, I'm going All topless. Right. Okay, done. Yikes. That'll push everybody to the audio version. So, uh, big week, as we said, about what was going on inside of this industry this week. But let's talk about DX3 in Canada. You were in, you were in Toronto. You live in Toronto, but you did the DX3 conference uh, this past week. What was, what was that like? It was great. It was, I mean, a first-time uh, trade show slash conference uh, happening in Toronto. And for a first-time show, I was pretty impressed. I mean, uh, almost 4,000 uh, delegates in attendance, uh, you know, a couple hundred exhibitors. It, it was uh it was pretty sweet, and and the uh, the session I did, all the sessions were like super high quality uh, content uh, in terms of speakers, like CEOs and senior executives from you know every major you know payments company and Groupon and uh, you know all the companies that you would expect. So anyhow, it was uh, it was a good show, um, and uh, I expect you know sort of them to just be able to build on it for next year. So that's great. I mean, I, I followed it from afar. Unfortunately, I was speaking here in, in Ottawa on Wednesday, and I couldn't get out there to go and see you guys but uh certainly uh you know great quality guys obviously you and amber mac and doug yep. over at retail profit and that's and, right um so, and and you know there were just there were just an incredible number of, of uh, great speakers um from tour start man i, I it just it, it, yeah. it went on and on and on so uh yeah i heard some very positive things definitely 
So what's on the schedule for you this week? Are you in the city? I'm, uh, yeah, I'm still uh, still around this week, um, and uh, and even most of next week. So there you go. Holy cow! And then it's yeah. off, right? And then you're disappearing then, over Valentine's Day. It's crazy, but uh, anyhow. Yeah. Well, let's let's we we got a big big week of of uh, of stories coming in. Uh, you, you know, certainly we've got uh, some some uh, funding uh, conversations and acquisition. Waterloo Company buying a. Uh, a a California-based company. We're going to talk about uh, some competition to Siri. We're going to talk about uh, Groupon and and Kiosk. We're going to talk about uh, something a great thing. Uh, re- uh, not real estate, but um, train company. Yep. Getting into location-based marketing and uh, location-aware mobile websites. So packed, 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 packed. So we might as well jump into this with what I think is a uh, is a is a great story competition I love competition it's uh, it's something that actually raises the bar around uh, innovation and mm-hmm. uh, certainly we need this and this is a this is uh, a, c- a competitor to Siri which as everybody knows is on the iPhone 4s from Apple and uh, and certainly there's a um, and this is a company called or a product called Eevee right yeah, so we, we mm-hmm. had Siri, now we got Eevee maybe next we'll have Amy or, or something like that well I know that uh, next we'll have uh, when it comes to, I mean, Google is doing this as well. Uh, Magell, I think, and that's um, uh, their their version for the Android. Uh, everybody's getting into voice. This is going to be the year of voice. It's going to be very interesting. So let's talk about uh, Eevee. Yeah, so Eevee's a uh, product from a company called True Knowledge, um, and it's available for both Android and iOS. Uh, the Android version is free uh, to download, and if you want the uh, Apple version, it, it's ninety-nine cents. Why? In uh, in North America, or sixty-nine uh, uh, pence uh, over in uh, in the UK, where this uh, where this thing's from. So. Yeah, um, because they have some licensing uh, fees they have to pay. Uh. Uh, uh, in order to access it in the U.S., so that's uh, that's why there's a slight cost there. What's the difference between uh, EV and Siri? Is there enough of a difference? Like they were talking about that it, like one's in more advanced search algorithm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think the key difference here is is um, you know they, they were basically talking about the diversity in terms of what EV can do in terms of how it answers questions and 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 because it's it's not just you know responding from a database that's directly connected to it. It's actually crawling and searching and finding other content uh, in Google and Yelp and other places. And the example that they gave uh, TechCrunch, uh, who reported on this gave an example where they said, you know, if you ask Siri how to make an apple pie, it'll suggest that you go and search on the web, whereas Evie will come back and, and, and link uh, to you some recipes that you can check out. Um, a little bit deeper deeper linking. A little bit deeper, yeah. 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 And, you know, what's interesting about it, though, is that, they, you know, one of the great things that I, that I find appealing about Siri is the uh, integration with, uh, with the calendaring and the task uh, apps that are built into the iPhone. And right. uh, um, this one doesn't have that. I don't think anybody will because that's certainly Apple's competitive advantage. Uh, they're not going to open that up to third-party apps yet, I think. But um, so, you know, despite those limitations, this, this seems like, Eevee seems to me like it's a search tool or a discovery tool, a deeper discovery tool, whereas right. Siri is kind of a personal assistant. Is that? Uh, yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair because you just don't have the integration to the calendar, as you say, and and some of the other pieces. But I think in just terms of voice searching, um, you know, in deep voice search, you know, this this is a good, uh, as you say, this is this is you know probably one of the many announcements around voice that we're going to hear this year. So, well, yeah, I, I have I have one. I'm doing a uh, another podcast on on Untether. Uh, this one's called Impulse, and it's with uh, Peggy Ann Saltz, who runs MobileGroove.com. Uh, right. In Germany, and uh, we are actually dedicating an entire month—the month of 
the month of February to uh, voice, and we're going to get folks from Nuance and a couple of other uh, right. of these guys who are who are building these next generation voice. I think that this is going to be a pretty big uh, year for for voice, and uh, it's going to have an impact. We've talked about this across all search engines because um, search engines become the farm, and the voice app becomes the delivery mechanism. You add a layer of monetization on top of that, and applications like EV and Siri and Magell all of a sudden kind of obfuscate the search engines. Right. It's pretty cool. So. It's available now. You can go and get it. Ninety-nine cents on uh, iPhone and free on Android devices. And uh, I almost bought it, but I, the ninety-nine cents man is too too rich. <laughs> lot lot of uh, challenges. I, I was reading some of the comments about it, and um, as with every new service, it's a little bit overwhelmed with the number of people that have been downloading it. And certainly, when you get sure. t you know on TechCrunch, people are going to go download it. It's overwhelming the servers. It's crashing. So I'm getting a lot of we're getting a lot of that stuff. Same thing happened with Siri when when uh, when it launched. But it's getting hammered right now. Uh, one stars everywhere. So I would take a little breather, wait until the server settles down, and they augment their their uh, server piece, so that mm -hmm. you you don't you don't get uh, disappointed with it. So maybe hold off for a day or so. Okay. So that's Evie. Uh, story number two. Uh, let's talk about uh, Taza. I guess they rebranded or launched uh, Local Beat in India. Yeah, so, so... Did I get that right, Taza? Yeah, I think that's how you say it, Taza. Um, and so basically this is an app that's been out for a little while, um, and they uh, it was an Android-only app, and uh, now that they've got an iOS version, they decided to use that as an excuse to rebrand, um, and so now it's called Local Beat. And Taza uh, is a company out of uh, Bangalore in India, uh, run by... Um, a guy named Arjun Ram, and Arjun is a guy that I've actually met uh, a couple of times. Uh, he's uh, spends a little bit of his time in in, uh, in Toronto and and most of his time over in India. But uh, great guy, uh, very smart, very uh, connected on uh, where uh, the location base uh, ecosystem is going. So, you know, l like a lot of the apps we talk about, this is uh, you know multi city based discovery um, deals, events, you know, advertising app, uh, you know, location-based app. So currently 40 cities in India expanding to a hundred, uh, shortly. Um, and, uh, it does a few other things too, like you. So, so it's not just, um, finding stuff around you, but you can also report on, you know, um, urban issues and things that need to get, you know, uh, fixed, uh, you know, in your city and things like that as well. So they've kind of combined, some of this, uh, you know, improve your city with, you know, find stuff in your city and uh, and connect that way. Yeah, I, I like that aspect of this. I mean, this is, uh, you know, I think that a, a lot of these companies are doing what we think is about to happen, which is, you know, they're rolling it out to these, I mean, they're talking about 450 million uh, mobile devices or smartphone capable uh, devices out there that can run this this software. So I like the idea that they're going to be collecting that stuff, uh, community based yeah. uh, information as well. I, I like that piece of this. Uh, but other than that, it's just kind of another another announcement like we've seen so many times before. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and so how did where, where is that? It's at uh, is that local beat? It's not localbeat.com, but Taza is T A A Z Z A or Z Z A depending on what country yes. you're listening to this in. Um, ZZ or ZZ, right? Yes. Local beat, interesting. I like how it just spreads. It spreads, man. Third story. This, this is this is gonna be fun. Groupon, <laughs> Groupon, um, Groupon is launching what a uh, they're partnering with this company called uh, Smart Digital Smart in bringing Digital. Groupon 
to kiosks, man. Yeah. So yeah. Um, <laughs> with a sign. I love it. Yeah. So both both these companies are based in Chicago, Groupon and Smart Digital. So they've kind of teamed up, and Smart Digital has a bunch of interactive touchscreen kiosks. Uh, and the idea here is offer daily deal, location-based deal through these uh, kiosks in high-traffic areas. Um, personally, I, you know, I, I don't get it because you got to think in these high-traffic areas. You know, you're talking about a lot of um, folks who have smartphones, anyways. You know, and um, you know, are they really going to go up to a kiosk to get a deal? I, I don't know. I, I can't see it myself. But but a thief, you can get a thief. You can get weather. You can get weather from this kiosk, man. Yeah. Today's yeah. weather. Yeah, but I also have an iPhone where there's like weather built into it. I so know. I know. Yeah. You can get videos and trailers. Man. Yeah. I, I'm with yeah. you on this. But so let's finish uh, yeah, this. Uh, yeah. I mean, they're offering, Any, obviously offering coupons through this. Yeah, so there, so this thing got rolled out this week. Um, hundred machines throughout Chicago over the next ninety days. They say that, you know the Navy Pier, Water Tower Place, Hyatt Regency, McCormick, are some of the locations where you can check this out if you're in Chicago. I'll be there in a couple of weeks. I might stop in and see what this is all about. Um, but um, yeah, I just I, I just don't see it. I don't know. I I, I you know I'll, um, I'll leave it at that. Yeah, they've got forty or thirty different kiosks across Chicago, yeah. and uh, I, I don't know why this is this uh, Groupon would do something like this, anyways. But these kiosks are, I mean, it's insane. It's like one big huge smartphone, um, and uh, it. But you know, their tagline is is pretty good. It's like you know, now you can really and truly engage with your customers, win your location. I mean, you know what? Don't spend it on a big device, a big screen. Make sure you just do the small screen right. Man. Yeah, yeah. It's like kiosks. Uh, I don't get it. Kiosks it, it, are done. It, they talk about sharing too. So, so you walk up to the kiosk and you see a deal, and then you can send it in an email to your friend. I know. Put it on your or Facebook. Or on Facebook. Like uh, I don't know. Text uh, it to yourself care. or buy it. Like swipe your credit card right there. It's like you know what? I I really got to tell you that uh, you know I I, I don't like uh, coming onto the show. I love effort. I love innovation, and I love things moving forward. But but I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out there. The kiosks. As we know it, are dead. It's just time to move on. Right. It's just time to move on. The kiosk that people have, Amazon got it right. The kiosk is this, buddy. Right? This is the kiosk. This little thing that you have in your pocket, that's the kiosk. Yeah. I don't care if it's a smartphone or a feature phone. This is the kiosk. And this is what Maponix does really well. A little plug for Maponix is that, you know what? The kiosk is where you are, and it's just getting the right information to the right person at the right time. Exactly. So... Man, I, I don't know what, what Groupon's doing here, but uh, yeah, I, I don't even have anything more to say about this other than uh, kiosks, interactive Move kiosks. On. And it's got this big keyboard. There's a great video if you, if you just look it up, like a great big keyboard that you're like, you're pushing like this, right? And, and it's in public and you can take photos of yourself and send them to your friends. I'm like, come on. I have anyway. <laughs> don't worry. Next, they're going to have it in a photo booth. Exactly. It's going to be like, well, here, Smart Digital rolling out photo booths and Groupon coupons everywhere. Yeah. It's just terrible. Anyways, I, I apologize, Smart Digital, but just, yeah, carry on. Yeah. Okay. All right. So from, from the Sublime, which is uh, compared to this next story, Smart Digital, into uh, ads on map.com, which is uh, location-based classifieds. This is interesting. Um, 
but again, it's kind of uh, explain it, and then uh, and then we'll talk. <laughs> explain. Please explain it to me. Yeah, well, um, I don't think it's revolutionary as they describe it in their uh, in their announcement. But uh, ba basically, what we're talking <laughs> they about they did use is, revolutionary. They did use that in their in their ex explanation, but I don't think it is. So, anyhow. Um, what we're talking about is classified ads layered on top of Google Maps. Um, and so it's a free service, uh, businesses, especially small businesses, you know, this is all about targeting your audience, your neighborhood, the place that you want to hit with your, uh, with your particular classified ad and targeting it uh, from a mapping, you know, layering perspective. So associate your classified ad to an area on a map, Google Map that is, and, uh, you know, in, in an interactive web environment. Is, is, I don't know if that's a proper explanation or not, but that's what it is. <laughs> well, I, I look. I mean, haven't we been? I mean, didn't we get through this whole uh, Google uh, Maps mashup thing, like uh, you know, with uh, with all of the other classified uh, services? Like, haven't we done this already? I think so, but yeah, I don't know. it's supposed to be revolutionary. Well, it is revolutionary, I think, but I think it's revolutionary for like two thousand and seven. Okay. But uh, you know, good good try. Um, um, I think the challenge here is that you got to get enough people using this service, or in order for them to be enough value. And when I went into New York City, I could only find a single coupon or a single classified. Um, so maybe, it's a, maybe they put it on a kiosk. Well, that's right. It's just, they're waiting for Groupon to buy them. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, Kijiji here in Canada, and uh, and sure. uh, you know, and, and name a classified. Uh, piece in in the states you know they've, they've got all of these things already built into it so you know not 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 revolutionary no, if you want if you want to go and take a look at it it's called ads on map.com it's pretty it's a catchy name it's got a good name yeah, yeah definitely ads on map ads on map.com certainly good for seo if you're yes. looking for ads on a map yes all right fifth all story right. man uh, we got to slow down here no, I like um, this one. This is a good one. This is a good story. I am very I, I save the best for last, I think, and uh, I'll let you explain this story. So the company's called First Trans Pennine Express. So this is a uh, rail company in the UK, um, and they basically uh, incorporate location-based information with uh, information about their stations and travel options, and kind of put all that together in one place. So the idea is is that users of, of the train service can you know go to this service find their closest station they were the first they're the first UK rail operator to do this uh, you can find live you know train arrival and departure information um, you can find um, you know nearby restaurants cafes shops taxis all this kind of stuff uh, related to where you're going weather is is, is in there as well uh, but the idea is is that you know you're you're traveling by rail and you need information that helps you, you know, find where the rail stations are. You know, find, you know, uh, you know, navigational related information to your trip, and find stuff around you that you might be interested in. So I like how they've combined all of this, and they even they even connect with other operators. So they've got information from bus operators and and air airlines and other things that you might be going to to connect on uh, to go further on traveling. So interesting. I love this, Asif. Like I love this. You know, it's often the little things like this that we overlook, right? It's uh, when yep. we're trying to embrace this technology or this the latest revolution in technology, we always we always try to leap ahead ten steps. Whereas the consumer or our user that we should be focusing on gets left behind. 
and, and is given something that is not really useful to them. And what I love about this, very clearly, is that they thought this through. You know, they have all of the other bells and whistles, apps and all the kinds, but this is their mobile website. And to provide that kind of value to the consumer, to their customer, really goes a long way with me. It, it, it opens my heart to these guys because they get it. They understand. Yeah. They, they, they truly see the power of mobile, right? And they truly see the power of location and context. And, uh, I, you know, I, I love it. I love, love, love this. Whoever is in charge of this, Nick Donovan. You're my hero. I'm going to do a follow <laughs> Friday for Nick Donovan because and, this and guy you, rocks. Yeah. And if you're in the UK and you want to check this out, it's, a, it's, a, it's their mobile website. So the uh, URL is m.tpexpress.co.uk. Yeah. And I, I love that piece where they have like the, the Manchester uh, airline air, airport uh, yeah. tied into this. So that, like, that just, it's, it's such tremendous value. Such tremendous value for the, for the consumer. And uh, everybody should learn from this example. That's all I gotta say about these guys. Trans Pennine, first Trans Pennine Express, and uh, go to uh, what was that again? M dot dot co dot uk. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations, Nick Donovan. We should have we should have some kind of like um, I don't know some hero music trumpet hero or something music. like that for for people who go. get it, who add value to their organization. So congratulations, Nick Donovan. Those are them five stories. That's it. Wow, was there anything there that stuck out for you? Um, uh, you know, I certainly love the uh, Trans Pennine uh, uh, story, um, and uh, you know, I love the competition. So we've got uh, True Knowledge launching EV to com to compete with Siri and Theory. Right. Wow, it's like EV Siri Theory. Uh, Tara Taza launches Local Beat in India. Groupon partners with Smart Digital on the kiosk. Ads on Map.com. Uh, .com is the, the location-based classifieds and first TransPennine Express brings location to rail travel, which is Love super it. awesome, super awesome. That's it. Five stories. The week that was. The important things that you need to know going into this week. Lessons learned in all of those. So don't, don't uh, you know, follow the good ones. Don't make the mistakes that the bad ones did. <laughs> and you guys can decide that. So, all right. Listen, you know, we, we have this great uh, we have this great sponsor. Before we get into the actual product of the week, we, I want to talk about this great sponsor, Maponix. This is that Maponix Minute that we, we bring in. Um, you know, we need your help. We need your help in, in driving awareness for this company. They've got a really great offer for anybody who is actually watching or listening to this uh, or with an earshot of this. Um, to actually get a th free three-month trial of this service if you sign up um, at uh, maponix.com forward slash location. So help us by helping them. They're our sponsor. We love them. We want to show them value. So by signing up and participating in this and playing around with it, you actually help us do this show. So please go to maponix.com forward slash location. And, and, you know, what do these guys do? I got to tell you. I have been slammed, you know, when with location ads, location aware ads, where, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's funny because people think that um, uh, drawing you in when you're close by is uh, is the the I guess the the holy grail of uh, of location. And it, while it is one piece of it, I, I really, you know, I, I love this concept of shopping boundaries, with which Maponics gets to a T. And maybe you can explain what shopping boundaries are, um, or what uh, yeah shopping boundaries are, Asif, and, and let's let's dive into this a little bit. 
Yeah, so, so basically, I mean, we, we all understand, you know, shopping districts or malls or, you know, where there's kind of many stores or restaurants or consumers, uh, you know, all sort of in one tight geographic space. Um, you know, you be, everyone, every one of us has been in a shopping mall and, and you, you know the environment that that is. So the problem is, is that, you know, people in these areas are, you know, likely, you know, there to shop. Uh, and, and that's a good thing. But from a from a retailer or a merchant's perspective, the reality is is that if they're already in a shopping mode, if they're if they're already there and, and intending to shop, and maybe they went there to go to a particular store in the mall, you know, you have this sort of opportune moment if you've got them sort of fenced in or defined inside of that shopping boundary to kind of reach out to them and get them to maybe come in into your store as well. Um, and so it's this idea of you know, can we increase you know or, or grab a, a share of the wallet you know from that consumer while we already know they're in a shopping mode and that's that's one of the things that uh, Maponics does really really well which is you know having these shopping boundaries or geofence is predefined um, and so it, you know if, if you're building location-based mobile apps if you're building any of these things you know why go and to the work of creating these these boundaries yourself or defining these geofences yourself when there's guys like Maponics who've already done it who've already got it defined for thousands of, of, of these shopping districts or shopping boundaries in North America uh, and adding more all the time you know just go to these guys try it out uh, you know free three-month trial as Rob said you know maponics.com forward slash location and you'll see the power that's there it's it, it's that simple in fact we'll wait for you for you to do that right now <laughs> we'll just you, yeah. you, we'll, we'll wait we can be patient please go ahead Totally awkward silence. I love that. <laughs> Maponics.com forward slash location. Helping them, helping us. This is great. Uh, we, we love having them on board, and uh, we can't say enough about them. These guys know their stuff. Uh, so Maponics.com forward slash location. Right. Did I say that? Yeah. All right. So I had a great opportunity to sit down uh, with uh, Matt O'Leary, the co-founder and CEO uh, of a company called Shopcaster. Uh, and these guys are Toronto-based. Canadian company, and uh, they really—you'll uh, hear it in this in this session, um, which we're going to queue up in a second. But I really, you know, what I love about this, other than it's Canadian, it's innovative, is that they're taking this whole location uh, and uh, neighborhood shopping concept and driving people from their couch into local stores, which I think is very, very important. Yeah. And uh, I love his approach. He's an affable guy. Very good interview. We could have talked for hours, but uh, had to cut it off at about eight minutes. So enjoy this. This is Matt O'Leary, the co-founder and CEO of a company called Shopcaster. Yeah, and and, and one of my favorite LBMA members. I got to say that. So, um, nice. yeah. Nice plug. Yeah. Shopcaster. Shopcaster. No E. Shopcaster. Here's Matt. Well, as our product of the week, this week, it's a Toronto-based company, which is something that both Asif and I love. Toronto-based companies, Canadian companies, the more the merrier. That's what we say. We're in an innovative bunch up here in Canada. This time it's Shopcaster, and I have Matt O'Leary, who is the co-founder and CEO of Shopcaster. Matt, welcome. Thanks for having me on the show. Totally my pleasure. Love having Canadian companies. Can't have enough Canadian companies. Cannot have enough. That's a message to everybody out there. All about Canada. It really, really is. <laughs> so, uh, for those people who don't know about Shopcaster, why don't you, you know, what's your elevator pitch? What is Shopcaster? Yep, good question. Shopcaster is a really simple way for retailers to show off their products online 
from a from the web or a mobile app. We've made it really dead simple for them to do that, and it allows their customers and potentially new customers to window shop online. The beauty of what we've built is that everything you see is for sale nearby, so it's stuff in your city. Right now, we're only in Toronto, but uh, that'll change very soon. So it's it's quite literally somebody takes a photo of a product uh, from wherever they are. Throws it up online. It goes to the Shopcaster website and or their mobile your mobile device, and it and it's for sale right from from the web or the mobile device. Yeah, so not e-commerce. It's all about local commerce and driving foot traffic to the retailer stores. Okay. So what we found is the best content they have is the curated products in their stores. They're great merchandisers. They bring in really cool stuff, and uh, most of their sites are out of date and stale and exist on their own. You know, sort of tree falls down in the woods type type scenario. Um, so what we've done is brought them all together and uh, you know people coming off of other networks like Facebook and Twitter check out five or six other shops while they're there and it's like oh my goodness this is amazing and that kind of stuff so it's really it's really great. So yeah they basically take photos of products in their store post them up to their page they then go to our main feed and then people can basically explore those products love them um, and they can go buy them in the stores. So it drives them to the store. So this is not—it's not a transaction piece that you're. You're literally getting people up off the couch into a local store. Exactly. In fact, you know, the, coming back to the couch, giving them something to do that's really, really fun from the couch is to see inside all the stores. It's kind of like X-ray vision into those stores. That's pretty cool. I, I mean, and and it's exactly that. Is like the local commerce guys? You know, we talk about uh, you know location-based marketing. It's it's awareness making. Uh, you know, you don't know what's in these stores. You don't know what they're offering. What a great way for you to exact, as you said, couch surf the stores and then and then go in with a purpose. To Absolutely. I mean, I live in Leslieville. It's a big up-and-coming neighborhood in Toronto, and I've walked by at least ten of our stores for the last five years. I had no idea they had cool products inside. Um, and it's a little bit of you know a commitment to go into these stores. You don't know if they're cool. So sure enough, on Shopcaster, I'm looking. Oh my goodness, there's some really cool shops in my neighborhood. I better go check them out. Now I'm a customer to most of these stores. Now I'm also a little biased, of course. But yep. hey, it's working. You know, it's not working for just me. Don't take it from me. <laughs> it's, it's not just. They don't have just one customer. <laughs> You're just going around to all the shops and buying. But but that's a really interesting play. Is that to to drive people into the store. Um, because I mean that's the promise, and and without giving discounts, which is the way that people typically would do, whether it's a Groupon or location-based uh, discount, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, um, like Groupon and all these discount-type services, it worked really, really well for services, not products. Yeah. You can't mark down a product ninety percent, right, to get people into your now store. Best Buy does, and they're going to lose, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I know Best Buy is not going nice. to sponsor our show. It's okay. <laughs> we know that. But what about what about the revenue model for you guys? So you're not doing this as a um, as a hobby. This is going to be a business, uh, or is a Absolutely. business. So uh, how how do you guys make money off of this? Yeah. So currently we're in like a beta trial period for the retailers, um, and we plan to just turn on monetization, and that will be a monthly subscription service. However, for, we're also thinking for who for the for the for the retailers. Merchants? For the yeah. retailers, okay. we'll have some tiered pricing packages that add, you know, give them some more value, um, and we're experimenting with some other ideas as well. Um, but you know, internal advertising and things like that, positioning, um, and then you know, we'll probably open it up for some apps and things like that as well. Um, but uh, yeah, you mean like kind of building a, opening up an API for people to integrate what you're doing? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
It seems to be the, the thing is that if you can get your product or your API into the stream, it's adoption. And, and that's where Definitely. things start to explode. In, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we've got, a, we've got a bunch of cool tricks up our sleeve. I, can't, I probably can't divulge all of them, but... Come uh... on, we're friends. <laughs> it's only my mother that listens to this podcast anyway. <laughs> nice. And maybe a Seif's. And maybe now yours. That's right. <laughs> oh boy. All right. So, so revenue is is uh, is really about a subscription base, and and obviously you got to show enough value for them. You know, for every ten dollars they put in, they get twelve back, kind of thing, right? And, and definitely. Uh, that's what definitely. you're testing now, obviously. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we're already seeing that our site is generating way more traffic for them than their own sites, like way more. That's always nice. Um, and I mean, we've only been around for three months from like start to where we are now, like actually building the product. And you know, some of our more active retailers are seeing over ten thousand product views in a week. Yeah, it's, um, it's pretty crazy. And just just Toronto, which is, uh, you know, how do you roll that out? I mean, you you is it is your strategy, you know, concentration of stores in in one one location before you to test it before you kind of broaden it out? Yeah, exactly. Right now, we're really trying to prove the model. Like, we want to win Toronto, so to speak, before we take on the next city. Um, and we have, you know, we're we're planning that out and how that's going to roll out and. Uh, um, you know, we're collecting data and figuring things out right now, and uh, hopefully, we'll be in our next city very soon. Excellent. I got one more question about uh, competition. You know, a lot of, a lot of, um, maybe not uh, competition in this space, but you know, there are products out there that do a little bit of this. I think of, you know, um, milk uh, and oink, and they allow you to rate product, and and uh, which is almost like a billboard. As, um, you know, is there differentiation between them? How do you guys differentiate? Yeah, we find that a lot of the stuff you're talking about, like there's Oink, yes, but then there's, you know, people are talking about Pinterest, Tumblr, WordPress, all these sort of things. Number one, none of these were built from the bottom up for retailers. Um, and a lot of them actually, well, not Oink, but, you know, others are focused on e-commerce, like Etsy and these other ones. Um, and for us, it's, again, all about local commerce. Like the things you see on the site are for sale around the corner from you, in your city, that type of thing. Um, so we think that's a big differentiator. And again, because we're building it with this, the retailer in mind from the bottom up, it's a very different experience we can offer them. Uh, you know, I, I love that focus, which is uh, we want uh, these local retailers to thrive, which is what we need for communities. We need it for neighborhoods. We need it for cities. Um, and uh, this actually drives foot traffic into those stores. Because once you get into the store, you've done your job, right? Absolutely. That's the, and then it's up to them to close that deal and make sure they make a lifelong customer. Yeah, and we were extremely surprised about how many of the shops we visit aren't doing e-commerce and don't necessarily plan to. Or yeah. and the ones, the few that do plan to, realize it's a separate business. Though they're yeah. still going to have their bricks and mortar shop. They're still going to want to drive traffic to that shop. I love it. I love it. You know, uh, I'm going to get you on for a much longer Untethered.tv in-depth interview uh, because this is a, it's a fascinating space. But that's all the time we have, uh, Matt. Sounds I really good. appreciate you coming on and, uh, and showcasing what you're doing. Really appreciate it. Well, thank you so much. I've been speaking. Uh, so we've been Matt, Matt, Matt O'Leary is the uh, co-founder and CEO of Shopcaster. Shopcaster is like Shopcaster but without the E. Correct. We couldn't afford the E from Vanna. But Vowels are so we'll damn get- expensive. <laughs> so are. go to Shopcaster, that's Shopcast, C-A-S-T-R.com, Shopcaster.com for more information and, and start browsing some pretty incredible things up there. Please, we'd love to hear from you. Thanks. Thanks, Matt. Well, you know, I love the fact, not only is it is it a good idea, it's an interesting idea to drive people, as I said, to the local venues, 
but uh, uh, Matt is a typical Canadian entrepreneur. I love the fact that they're that they're uh, that they're from Toronto, and I love the fact that they they just have this kind of local first approach. Uh, I just I, I can't get that out of my head. It stuck with me. Um, so it was really great to sit with Matt, and, and I'm trying to get him for a longer interview on Untether.tv because I think that there's much more there than uh, that we can get into that that short uh, short spot. But go to uh, Shopcaster. Dot com. That's S-H-O-P-C-A-S-T-R.com. That's our product of the week. Shopcaster.com. Thanks, Matt. Yep. Really appreciate you doing that. It was a good session. All right, so on to some funding news. Funding news. A couple interesting stories. Couple very couple very interesting stories. I think we start with the with the story that is just a typical acquisition. This is a company called Descartes. They bought a company called GeoMicro. Descartes is based out of Waterloo, Waterloo, Ontario, buying a California-based company. Yeah, so this is a uh, a mashup of um, you know Descartes is a leader in in global logistics, uh, you know tracking, uh, vehicle asset management, tracking all that kind of stuff. Been at it for a while. This is a company that, you know I've been following for a long time, and uh, acquired a company called GeoMicro, which is a uh, GIS platform company, uh, routing, navigation, um, spatial data, etc. Um, so, so an interesting combination here because basically, um, you know, what what we're talking about here is is that you know Descartes has a um, sort of cloud-based logistics network environment, and so when you combine that with the GIS technologies that uh, GeoMicro has, what you end up with is this ability to um, verify addresses and track shipments and inventory and conveyance units and a whole bunch of things like that so you know whereas before we you know we didn't have the core sort of mapping GIS data there you just had this kind of sort of asset tracking capabilities um, or the, the the pure logistics side now you've got that kind of combined with uh, you know the verifiable address data along the way so so I like it it's kind of an interesting thing there were no numbers I didn't see any numbers did you no I didn't see any either it's uh but that's typical, I suppose. Uh, yeah, and Descartes a public company, so we should be able to look that up later on. But yeah, I like I like this. You know, a little scrappy Ontario company buying a uh, California-based company. That's 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 what I like about it. Um, it's like reverse takeover, almost right. Yeah, exactly. So it's the other around, so. it, it, it is. It's usually a hollowing of Canada, extraction of talent. But now this is a uh, this is a good thing. We we have some companies like that in, in Ottawa where they've uh, they've gone out and acquired some California-based companies. Very few, but I like yeah. that. Um, second story. Now, now, Time Hop. <laughs> this is this is riveting. Time Hop raises one point one million dollars. Now that, first of all, maybe you don't know what Time Hop is, but that's not a lot of money, really. You know, in the scope of things. Take it away, Asif. What is Time Hop? And then we'll talk about how much money that is. Okay, so t- Time Hop is uh, is something that used to be called. Four square and seven years ago, uh, it was created by two guys, Jonathan Wegner and uh, Benny Wong, and these two guys were uh, at the very first uh, Four Square Hackathon back in February of last year. So that's where this thing came out of, and it was, as I said, originally called Four Square and Seven Years Ago. Uh, and really, what it is is a service that uh, allows or enables people to basically look back at all your check-ins, um, uh, you know, over time. Uh, so present real time effectively and um, and sort of have the historical record of, of kind of what's been going on and, and, and looking at your check-ins that way um, and then um, you know they, they basically said well wait a second here there's a product here and, and so they rolled this out and it was sort of not just Foursquare but other 
similar platforms as well, you know, where they were, you know, sort of tracking uh, historical usage and check-in data. And so they rolled this out, you know, on Instagram and Facebook and a bunch of other things. So now it's called TimeHop. 1.1 million. Um, the interesting thing is who the investors are in this, I think, um, you know, and, and so this is just a little bit of personal money going into this thing from guys like Dennis Crowley and uh, Naveen uh, Salvandurai, who are the two founders of, or co-founders of uh, Foursquare. You've got the uh, founders of GroupMe involved in this. Um, so, you know, you got you got a bunch of interesting guys. O'Reilly's uh, fund is a little bit in this as well. So, you know, a little, you know, 1.1 million is not a ton of money, um, and you got to think that uh, this is really, you know, let's keep this thing alive, and one of us will just take it out and add it as a feature to our product. Okay, so no, you don't think you don't agree? Well, I think that this is like if this is a hobby play, uh, then then if this is fun, sure. But I just want to ask a question: Have you heard of this company called um, um, Facebook? It's like uh, it's going public maybe this week. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's filing a prospectus to go an IPO, probably the biggest IPO in the, in, in the world has ever seen. Um, the, don't these guys have this little time thing called timeline, right? Where where we, we're all feeding our tweets and our Instagram photos and our Foursquare check-ins and you know everything else that we're doing yeah. in this entire and, and world. Isn't that what the Guala team's building right now? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's right, the Guala team. Um, yeah, so so when I look at this, I um I think WTF. It's the only thing I think about. And whatever that means to you guys, whatever that means. It could be jubilation. Well, we're we're like be... super negative on this show this this week. No, 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 no. Don't no, get me no, wrong. I, I, I'm no, ecstatic. Like hey, listen. Trains. We like trains though. We do. We like the trains. And I like the uh E V versus Siri and all that. Yeah, but I like but that too. When I hear one point one, this is this is definitely like play money for these guys. I agree, but but this is the most ridiculous investment to get at one point one million. There are starving companies that are building yeah. things that are insanely awesome that can't raise a quarter million dollars, and these guys get one point one million dollars. So I can find out what I did a year ago on this day. Come on, that's all I gotta say. Stop <laughs> drinking leaded water. Use your brain. Yeah, Facebook's gonna do this. This company is ridiculous. Well, they've already done it for Facebook, apparently. Yeah. So I I don't get it, but anyways. Well, I just I one point one million dollars. You know what? It just it just shows. Uh, w T F. You guys decide if I'm excited about it or not. But <laughs> I'm excited about the fact that that uh, you know somebody's raising money. Time hop. Yeah. Time hop. And, and apparently a lot of people are raising money because that's that's going to be our uh, our next story. It is good. <laughs> nice seamless transition. Get me off of that topic really quickly. Yeah. yeah, our resource of the week, which is great, which is a mobile marketer story talking about the amount of money that is being invested in location-based marketing um, and mobile marketing. And I think that it's it's an incredible jump. And it's it, we haven't even really begun yet, quite frankly. Let's talk about those numbers, Asif. Yeah, well, it's a huge jump. So the, the, this is, again, this is from uh, Mobile Marketer and um, you know, study on venture capital investment in, in marketing, mobile marketing and advertising. So when they contrasted 2010 into 2011, so apparently 128 million went into uh, deals in 2010, 592 million in 2011. So that's a massive, uh, you know, leap uh, from that perspective. And um, and they also looked at uh, the levels for mobile commerce and payments, and equally it went from 276 to 558. So a lot of money going into this space. Um, and you know, I think it, I think it's really good because you know. 
we keep talking about this whole show is about you know location based marketing and and you know a big part of that is mobile um, and uh, and you're gonna see this and I and I think I think the one big thing you know we talked about voice as being a big thing for this year but I think the other thing that I think is is a big thing this year is the integration between mobile and television you're gonna see a huge amount of money going into that space as well um, you know that will get group you know sort of lumped into this mobile advertising and marketing space. Yeah, even though they're completely different, a different paradigm, yeah. but they 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 will get uh, they will get le uh, lumped into that. But they, this is a staggering amount of money, and I think it's uh, it's great. But it's it's only a half a billion dollars, you know, in in, in perspective. Um, whereas um, you know, I think that that's just an accelerating, uh, and we're going to start to see much 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 more invested in this. Quite frankly, I mean, all mobile is is location. That's it. Right, that's right. the advantage that mobile has. It's just a dumb screen, but that knows where you sure. are and knows all your your patterns and your habits and everything. So uh, I, this is going to be something that's going to be uh, just escalating beyond. And um, I agree with the television piece. That yeah, and rem remember though, this is just the mobile marketing yeah. piece, right? Yeah. So this doesn't include all the other stuff that's going into mobile, right? Like yeah, mobile's over six billion investments at, at one point eight billion. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, two point six billion on the infrastructural side. So, yeah, it's pretty it, you crazy. know, these, these are huge, huge pieces. So we're talking half a billion going just purely into the marketing side. Yeah. So. Well, it's so it's it, um, it's a big thing. It would be interesting to relay this to the original piece around you know, um, taking into consideration inflation and the value of the dollar. But uh, you know, when the first advertising uh, boom happened, when television really started to accelerate fifties, sixties. Yeah. But, uh, you know how this is in relation to this in, in equivalent dollars but I think that what, what we're seeing here is just just the beginning because quite frankly not a lot of companies have understood understand this this paradigm yet this mobile paradigm especially with location-based marketing um, and uh, like not like the trans Pennine um, because these guys these guys are starting to get it and and mm -hmm. when companies wake up uh, there's going to be a, a mad rush for services like this just to get to the baseline. And then we're going to start to accelerate into innovation. So I, that number is going to just skyrocket. Just, you know, technology is going to uh, be invented left, right, I wouldn't center. be surprised if it was close to a billion for, uh, you know, for 2012. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either at all. I think the, uh, yeah, the infrastructure is necessary, but I think that as that kind of lays out, it's the service layer on top that's the most important. And we're going to start to see that. So yeah, so we'll good. we'll put that link up, but it's basically uh, mobilemarketer.com uh, is the site, and uh, the article is uh, venture capital investment in mobile marketing and advertising skyrocketed in 2011. Sweet, that's it. That's it. That is it. Done. Five stories, two deals, one Let's product, yeah. and a resource. What's that? No, we're done. We can time hop it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we can. We can look back and see what we were talking about this. If Time yeah. Hop goes public in a year, and uh, I, I will eat my words. Time Not Hop happened. going public. Um, so nothing, nothing. You're in the city this week. Uh, we're going to see a Facebook IPO. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that next week. I'm sure we definitely will. And uh, in episode number sixty-three, please, you guys out there, really want you to support our guys here at uh, Maponics. Really appreciate their support. Uh, in helping us get this thing going, moving the podcast forward. Um, we we, we want to show them value. We really appreciate it if you would head over to maponics.com forward slash location, sign up for the free 90-day trial, uh, no risk, no foul. You'll, you'll understand what we're talking about in these Maponics minutes, but we really do appreciate the fact that you support them. You supporting them supports us, supports this, supports the news. And, you know, it'll be pretty lonely on your commute on Friday, on Monday morning if you don't have a Asif and I talking, right? Agreed.
So come on. And if you out there decide, hey, listen, you want to sponsor something like this, you want to reach our audience, which is growing at such an incredible rate, why don't you just reach out to us? You know how to do that. You can reach out at uh, untetheredgmail.com. You know, you can find us at, on, on Twitter anywhere. You can reach out at asif at thelbma.com. Just reach out. We'd love to hear from you. If you have feedback, comments, companies you want us to feature, stories you want us to cover, same thing. Reach out to us. We uh, this is this is our show. That's a group hug. Love Bring it. it all in. So, um, is, do you have anything else to add to that, Asif? No, I'm good. All it's, right. Uh, you know, it's going to be another busy week. That's just that, you know the one the one thing we can be assured of, Rob, is is that uh, there's there's never any shortage of stories. You know, when I go through this stuff uh, on a week by week basis and. You know, it's an effort to actually whittle it down and decide, you know, what to talk about, um, and uh, because there's there's so many good good stories out there. And another one, just uh, just you know, you know, to maybe point people uh, at one more app to take a look at is take a look at an app called Highlight H I G H L I G H T. And another story I was going to talk about, but uh, dropped it this week. So Highlight H I G H L I G H T. So this is an app that combines Facebook and GPS uh, and, and real-world connections. So take a look at that. Highlight. Highlight. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's it. So until next week, Asif, where we will do episode number 63 of This Week in Location-Based Marketing, we're done. Have a done. great week. Folks, thank you guys for watching or listening wherever you are. We'll see you next week. Asif, safe one. Cheers. is time for this week in location-based marketing we are at episode number 62 and today is what day today is the tw- oh, yeah, fucking 27th right 28th 